You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo. We are here in the new year and I'm sitting here with Christy and Laura because we're going to be doing Trends and Truths today to start off 2022. Are you guys, are you ladies ready for 2022? Mm-hmm. Ready. We're so ready, right? Everybody is. So um, we're going to kind of talk about our hopes, thoughts, dreams, things going on, ongoing issues, as we head into the new year. So I wanted to start off real quick. I didn't even tell them I was going to bring this one up and they'll be shocked because I'm not a football person. Oh. <laughs> True go. statement. Yes, that is a mess. <laughs> Cowboys lost yesterday. It was horrible. We're worried. We Baylor did. won though. Okay. So the Buccaneers game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sideline activity. Decides, yeah, he's uh-huh. sitting there having a fight with the coach. Like, yeah. first of all, I'm going, you're a professional football player making a lot of money. Why are you fighting with your coach? But he's human. fighting with his coach. He is human. <laughs> so I did, a, you know, thought through that too. Uh-huh. Again, not a not a football person. Um, but yeah, starts, decides he's done uh-huh. and strips off his shirt uh-huh. and his gloves, throws them out to the crowd, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> not even it. his pads. Like, even his pads. He took he the leaves. whole thing off. Like, the whole thing at one point, he got it stuck. And it was like, oh, is it coming off? Oh, yeah. Okay, he got it. He got And he got it off. And he had a teammate come over and talk to him. Tried to talk him down. Mm-hmm. A couple of them tried mm-hmm. to talk him down. He wouldn't yeah. be talked down. <laughs> he proceeds to go to the end of the field and start dancing and laughing and waving at the crowd and then leaves. Mm-hmm. Walks out of the game. And mm-hmm. he's one of their star players. So... Um, the coach at the end of the game, they asked him about it. He goes, well, he's no longer a buck. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they took mm-hmm. care of that. He's fired. But then there was this, this is what I found interesting. Um, so, Brady is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's asking Tom, for empathy. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Sorry. No, I just I think should. it's funny. No, you I didn't Brady know. Quarterback, and I'm like, everybody knows who he mm-hmm. is. But yeah, yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, his, his ask of everyone was to be empathetic because he's going through a lot. People should show him empathy and be kind. All this kind of stuff, which I, I'm all for empathy and kindness. Um, so here's my question. Do we, and this was the back and forth that was going on on in the Twitterverse yesterday, because mm. that's where I couldn't help to go, oh, but watch the conversation. Wow. Uh-huh. It was great. very yes. fascinating. Uh-huh. Interesting. Because you have people saying mental health, he needs some help. And then you have other people saying, Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's not that. It, this is just poor behavior. Mm-hmm. You're He's acting spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been in trouble before. He can't follow directions. He's demonstrated mm-hmm. that over and over and over. So here's my question. Do we, how do you tell the difference since I feel like there's a lot of us with that kind of behavior right now? We're seeing that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Is it mental health? Are, is, are people just in general angry, like are mad or does it matter? Does it even matter? Does that question even matter? Does a question matter or mm. does his actions matter? Or Tom My Brady's question, like, mm-hmm. does it matter if it's mental health or bad behavior? You still need help either way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there's question. consequences. I, I, I mean, I think it could be both. Definitely. It definitely can be both. But there's still consequences to your behavior. 
Yeah. Like even still, if you have mental health issues, there's still yes. consequences to your behavior. I yes. agree with that. And we're always saying boundaries. Like we're always saying like, love that person, forgive that person, but still set boundaries. Now, here's my question too, though, is he was given a ton of chances because of how good he was. Tons. Yeah. Years if of chances. If he wasn't that good, yeah, he would he been. have been given those kinds of chances? No. 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 So then even getting help, what is a something that is given to people who are good at what they do? Mm-hmm. Sure. And not to people who aren't. You're not getting those kind of chances otherwise. Well, your performance and that it's he's a professional in a job also. And his performance on the field dictates how far an employer is going to go to help that person. Yeah. I but mean, that employer also has a sports psychologist on staff. I'm sure yeah. he's been meeting with and them. And they're out for the money, too. Yeah. I mean, they have to make money. They can't just help someone with their mental health when they can't score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense, but it's, that's and when their you wouldn't even when you so there was the argument too cuz he was supposed to he was up for three different bonuses that would have given him a million dollars. He which was is close, nothing in which is football. nothing to his. But of course people are talking about that. They don't want to play him because they don't want to pay him the million. And in my head I'm like coaches aren't thinking like that. They just want to win, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to put him in if he's going to win, but he didn't put him in. So I did I thought of like Christy with all her coaching. I'm like so how many people want to be in and are mad when they're not in oh, or lots. they don't want to be bent or their parents are mad, all that. Oh. How does that play in the psychology of it? Like you don't even want to listen to the coach. And so what do you do with those people? It's a good question. It's a hard question. If you want to win, you're going to put him in because you know he's going to produce. You know he's going to score touchdowns. You know he's going to stop the play. Because But this is professional football. Yeah. Yes. Like, this is not high school sports. Yeah. yeah. We're not developing no. character. It's not yeah. college sports. Like, you're which supposed is to have your borderline. character already by this yeah, point. you're getting paid. You're you professional. Are. <laughs> but if you've gone, yeah, if you've gone this long and you've had coaches that haven't helped you deal with your ego, that's another problem. Like, as a coach, I would like to think that at some point you're kind of like, you know what, this is a character issue. But you also get caught up in the moment of power and money and winning. Mm-hmm. So, and you're, as a grown man... Sorry, you should have your act together. If not, go see the And no matter how good you are, if you're kind of bad blood in the locker room, that's bad too, right? Even oh, yeah. If you're you always judgment. hear about those. Yeah. Like when they leave, they're always like, oh, we're so glad he's gone. Yeah. And the team actually sometimes does better. Does so much better. That, multiple well, they, times they were NFL. losing, and then he left, and they mm-hmm. came out of a hole, and they won. There so. you go. <laughs> Distractions, but sometimes a coach needs to be kicked out of a game for a team yeah. to get mm-hmm. a little um boost. Yeah, mm-hmm. to go. Oh, we can do that. Okay, let's do it for coach. Let's mm-hmm. do it for whatever. So that's a whole different ball game. But mental, the mental part of it, mm. and sports and competition. I mean, that's a hard one. It is. If he has a, if he has um, issues going on with his heart and his head, and they're not mm-hmm. connecting. Yeah, it needs to be addressed. But will it? Because he has money. He has. Now I wonder, I don't think there's a team. I mean, this is his fourth one that this kind of thing's happened Oh, with. I'm sure the Cowboys will pick him up next week. Oh, my gosh. Please, <laughs> yeah. Lord, no. Jerry is, they love, they Jerry love these people. Second they, chances. They love oh, my gosh. They love this would be the Cowboys have to grace and forgiveness <laughs> and second chances. <laughs> but what about Tom Brady's fourth? empathy? And actually, you, we you want to talk him. about that? Yeah, I Do thought you like that his, was his? Yeah. yeah. I heard this amazing psychologist talk about empathy, and he was like, I don't empathy. Empathy is when... Someone, you want someone to walk in your shoes. You want to feel your pain. When mm-hmm. I'm hurting, I don't want somebody to walk in my shoes. I want you to be stronger so that you can help Lift me get me out of this. I thought it was so interesting. Mm. And he goes, so we need more love and compassion. We don't need empathy. Empathy is not helping our society be better humans. And I thought, whoa, like he is a 
well-known psychiatrist that um it's just helping you waller in something that's what he was saying with somebody else that and he's wrote, written a whole book on it i wish i could recall i read it a couple months ago and it was great but he talked about how we don't stop with the empathy uh-huh. and I, I mean it's so much so that when i hear it i'm like that's a good point because mm-hmm. he goes we need love and compassion mm-hmm. we don't need it yeah i don't want you to come to me and go oh i'm so sad or this happened or Great, you be strong for me, or I'll be strong for you. But don't come to me and go, oh, well, you're sad. I'm sad too. I feel like though he that that's sounds so interesting. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it's we've over indexed on the empathy. That's that's where he's coming. That's from. his thing. And so you can over index the other way too, and say yeah. we need don't need no empathy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like right. okay. On your so really, the truth is, and empathy, is an of empathy helps yeah, us both. to be loving and compassionate. But if you use empathy as your only tool, yes. you're mm-hmm. not going to agree. Like Jesus was all about empathy. It's why he became a human, so he could walk and be human with us. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. that's what God didn't have to do that. I mean, my goodness, mm-hmm. but he did it anyway. But then, of course, you go on to to his point. You got to do the love and compassion and the movement mm-hmm. and the be strong for people to Spur, spurring one another on mm-hmm. to good, love and, and good some deeds. people are more empathetic than others. Sure. So the ones that are super empathetic are the ones mm-hmm. that might go, "Oh yeah, I need to be less empathetic mm-hmm. in these situations." Or again, the body of Christ, like you coming alongside somebody and somebody else is empathetic. Okay, yes, I hear you. I feel you. Yes, I've been there. And then somebody else comes alongside. Okay, now let's get up. Uh-huh. Right. Let's go do. You've been this a long time. And just because village. you are really good at something doesn't mean you can't get better at the other things you're not as good at. We That's can right. all improve. That's right. That's exhausting, Debbie. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Chrissy's like, I'm not we'll starting out 2022 with a New Year's resolution, Debbie. I'm, I'm not kidding. No, going I'm kidding. to be. I love to grow and change. Actually, well, we wanted to. I wanted to start off with that kind of conversation to move us into um, our conversation about 2022 because we're going to talk about kind of a couple of things um, that are ongoing trends. But what do you, let's first talk about you, like you guys, like what do you hope for in 2022? What are you thinking um, is different, going to be different this year than from last year? Mm. Do you think it is going to be different? <laughs> do you right. think more of the same? Like I'm curious to see as your eyes are on the, you know, the next mountain, mm-hmm. um, what you guys are thinking moving forward in the next year. Because Christy and I are both ones. I don't, Laura, did we, uh, we don't do New Year's resolutions. I don't either. Yeah, I was going to ask no, if y'all we do not. I never have. I'm more of like an April kind of sp- spring cleaning, cleansing <laughs> yes. person. Did you clean out January. all your house like everybody else did? No, did. it just made me tired looking at people's <laughs> pictures of their closets cleaned out. No. Over the last, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't do, I put up all my decor, my Christmas stuff, which is good, but yeah. So what do no, y'all think? Big... What's coming in? What what are y'all thinking is? I heard somebody ask the question like. like that, but they mm-hmm. said, what do you hope for in 2022? Mm-hmm. And I went, ah, I like that. Like, that's a better way to mm-hmm. say, is. what is your resolutions? Um, by the way, I asked Greg what his resolutions were. My husband, he was like, I'm not telling you. Because <laughs> you'll hold him to it. You'll judge him. Or they will come true. I'll tell you when they happen. And I was like, well, that's not fun. Right. But it's true, though. I don't want to say my resolutions Uh because what if I don't stick with them? Or you see all the memes of the gym being open January 1, January 2, and then the treadmills are all empty January 3. I can pretty much guarantee I will not stick to a New Year's resolution. I can't remember remember them. Yeah. And then if I write them down, I can't even remember where I wrote them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Anyway, what do I hope for? I don't know. Laura, yeah. you answer that question. Bill does dry January. He, oh, he's yeah. done that for a while. He does that. I saw, you know, I, I like didn't that. even know that was a thing until yeah. 
last year or right when it was it kind of took off um, yeah when he's I been doing it for years dry, so. explain what it is like so when you people don't know. you were with you, you abstain from alcohol mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because i feel like he's dry most days anyway sometimes i'm like it's so boring um but he's so i'm like why do you have to do it like okay so you're giving up four days of the month that you're not gonna have a cocktail or whatever um but i i heard about it when i was working at southwest because our ceo herb Kelher, yeah he was a big um you know wild turkey fan and and happy hour fan um and uh his doctor i think one time told him like you need like a month, like you need a month to kind of like your liver can heal and everything can mm. go back or whatever. But the body is amazing that way. And so he would always tell us that he chose February because it was the shortest month. So he, <laughs> he was dry February, not dry January. But and then after some time, January kind of became a thing, just kind of a cleanse, like cleansing yes, became a, cleanse. a big deal. And yeah. yeah, it kind of goes alongside with the cleansing thing. So I'm going to say Bill is going to do that. But um yeah, that's he'll be a lot of fun this month. Um, <laughs> so call me, <laughs> call me some Friday afternoon. How you doing? Uh, how's it going over there in the Lester yeah. house? How's it going? No, he's good. He can stick. He can stick with it. Good. So then, what would you? What are you looking forward to? Hopeful for for twenty twenty two? What are you thinking? She's scrunching up her face. Yes. Like she's not sure. I don't know. You I don't mean, have to commit. You're not signing on the line. We won't hold you to it. Maybe. Yeah. No, yeah, not and a resolution. this isn't resolution. a resolution. No, mm-hmm. this is more of a forward-thinking, like, thoughts. I guess one thing that comes to mind is I we got the new school calendar, and I wrote out the dates of, you know, the holidays and spring break. And, yeah. and then I got to, like, the last day of school, and yeah. Kate will be a senior. And I was like, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's here. And yeah. that was kind of a moment. So, you know, I know this is the beginning of 2022, but... But it'll that be her be, senior year. We'll yes, start in the in fall. twenty twenty two. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of thinking about just you know our yeah. last, our last few months, I guess, yeah. with with a with an offspring and yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. For and sure. now Bill's trying to talk her into like other schools. Like oh. California. It's terrible. Oh. Why would you want to go there? Oh, you have to wear a mask, Kate. <laughs> I'm going to remind her that now you that are. I'm doing it. Um. So, yeah, so that just like kind of enjoying, yeah. I think, the, the year and the months to come. Yeah. That's a good way to enjoy being reminded. Yeah. This is not way, life does not stay the same forever. That's right. Enjoy the months you've got yeah. looking down. Don't mm-hmm. always be sad to never yes. leave them, but instead enjoy them while they're here. Grasp those last few parenting moments yeah. that you can yes. while they're in the house. I will say I have my... College kid back in the house right now. They yes. do come back. It's been great to have him. I mean, it's our, we've loved having him. But I have another one that's graduating in May. That's right. Again, so my right second now. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's doing, I mean, my kids are doing great. Jamie and I are doing good. We laugh about the fact we got, what, two more years and that then empty cool. nest. That's <laughs> something. It's crazy. So. But you won't anyway. get your raise until that last one's out of college. <laughs> well, in fact, we'll be taking it on the chin for a while uh-huh. yes, with that, you will. for sure. So, all right, Christy. You. It's funny, I'll talk about your kids getting out of college. I have a second grader. I'm like, oh, I'm in this for a while. Oh, like, y'all are laughing tree. and looking at each other like, this is so fun. And I'm like, I'm sitting in the corner going, oh. um, what am I looking forward to or hoping for? So I saw this quote. I wanted to read it. I read this book. Have y'all heard of Dr. Edith Eager? 
She's a Holocaust survivor. Yep. Oh, no. She just wrote this book called The Choice. Y'all, I read it in two days. Oh. It was so good. But she is amazing, and she's like 98 years old. She's been on a couple of different podcasts recently where I've heard her talk, and I was so like, she's amazing. Wow, that's that awesome. I thought I'd get her book. Anyway, she has a quote. She has many quotes in this book, but... It says, maybe to heal isn't to erase the scar or even to make the scar. To heal is to cherish the wound. Hmm. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I do too. Because I feel like last year there were so many wounds and so much. There was healing. For me, there was healing last year. Mm -hmm. But then to learn to cherish. like Isn't that the opposite of what that other guy said that you liked with no empathy? Isn't it the cherishing the wound? How does that work together? Well, cherish, I think, is a little different than empathy like cherishing okay. like i when i read this i instantly thought of my kneecaps mm-hmm. <laughs> so random mm-hmm. but growing up my head long skinny bony knees and i have scars all over my knees but then growing up girls would be like look my legs are perfect i've got mm-hmm. these perfect legs and i'd always mm-hmm. be like oh god like my knees are horrible my legs are not perfect but they were tall and skinny but you i dwelt on my my mm-hmm. kneecaps and then um Recently, one of my kids were like, Mom, your kneecaps are a mess. And I was like, y'all, be nice. Like, I've had issues with my kneecaps my whole life. But I was super active. Mm-hmm. I had no fear. And so it was fun in that moment to be like, no, let me tell you about my kneecaps. And then I, like, hiked my leg up. And I was like, look, this scar is from here. This scar is from here. And then I just started progressively going through all my scars all over my body. Mm-hmm. And the kids were like, love it. this is a lot. And I was like, no. Like, uh-huh. I now I'm like, I love the scar because it taught me this. And I love this scar because it taught me this. And um, and then one of them said, is this why you call? Because <laughs> we talk about as moms, we have a muffin top, you know, muffin top quote. <laughs> that unquote. will never go away. <laughs> no. But a friend said, no, it's not a muffin top. It's a baby trophy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like just relearning how we view our scars yep. or what we view as mm-hmm. yuck to go. The change in our body. Yeah, that- cherish. We mm-hmm. cherish what mm-hmm. has happened to our body in a good way. Yep. And I thought, oh, that's what I need to start doing in 2022 start cherishing my wounds from friendship wounds mm-hmm. from just physical wounds from emotional wounds from spiritual wounds to go okay no i need to cherish them and then if i cherish them i'm going to learn from them and then i'm going to grow from them mm-hmm. and i thought that's that's what i'm gonna do i'm going to cherish my wounds that's such a great maturity lesson too a lot of it does come with age i think but yeah when my toes were like hurting i was like oh my god i can't wear heels anymore like that's the death of me like i yes. can't even be like female anymore mm-hmm. and then like i'm so happy that i don't have to wear heels anymore <laughs> and you have a reason yes. you have an excuse. it's just <laughs> such a shift and like mm-hmm. i don't care anymore which mm-hmm. maybe we should care a little bit more but that will come with those friends that mm-hmm. help you to care a little bit more but um because i think when yeah. life changes and it's that idea of this is the way i'll be like forever or I can't do this ever again because mm-hmm. okay but let's to go me, back that's to that a mind that's cherishing it Maybe is what you're saying helps you with that translation, that adjustment. Mm-hmm. Well, but you that said that the first statement, though, you said, I'm going to be like this forever. Yeah. I've had to let go of that and be mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not. Our brains yeah. can change. Like, again, I heard a great oh, yeah. neuropsychologist talk about brains. Yeah. He goes, yeah. let me tell you about our brains. We know more about our brains than we ever have. But growing up, you know how your siblings or your parents or life put you in a box. Our yeah. family puts you in a box or sit, and you're like, oh, I'm always this way. I'm always going to be controlling. I'm always going to be loud. And you're like... No, I can, I can change. 
Uh-huh. God created me Well, to internally, right? But what about physically? What about yeah. if you're upset because there's something physical you can't change about yourself? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, but that side of it, yes, you can cherish that part. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You can learn to go, yeah. you know what? Mm-hmm. This this happened to me. Because I'm the gonna... change has to be internal then. You can't yeah. change your physical body. Mm-hmm. The change has mm-hmm. to be an internal adjustment, mm-hmm. an internal change in how you view yourself, view the world, yeah. view mm-hmm. your interactions with the world and engage with people around you, like you're saying with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, but viewing yeah. the world, I told my sister the other day, I'm talking a lot, but um, I told my I sister know, that's love great. It. the other day, I said, do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, okay, I look presentable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out. Mm-hmm. And then a kid takes a picture of you or you take a selfie with somebody else and you look at the selfie and you're like, who is that? Yes. <laughs> that is not me. Like, I feel she, like I'm so not photogenic. So I think that every time I see a picture of myself. Yeah, no, my cheeks are yes. chubby. I can't, my eyes, like, I can't even see my eyes. Like, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I look like a big, swollen. just swollen mm-hmm. bunny. And I'm like, I did not look like this when I looked in the mirror this morning. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, my eyelashes looked good. <laughs> I had my mascara on. Like, I put myself mm-hmm. together. And then somebody takes a picture and you're like, who yep. is that? That's right. I, and I think I consider myself about 25 <laughs> years younger than I actually am. So then I like, I see a picture and I'm like, awesome. Oh my gosh, I the really mirror look, look, yeah, I really look old. We saw um, the real us. Anyway, I'm going to invest in some, it's what do you call those things that kids, filters, filters that you put on your, <laughs> that you're inside those masks. I need, I need masks. No, I, I don't need Botox. I need things to come out of my face. It was funny uh, when, <laughs> The opposite. Yeah, you don't need filler. You want no, the syringe. You want the uh-huh. syringe. Just to take pull the fat out of the cheeks, please. Yeah, and don't even put it anywhere. Like nowhere. it's not needed anywhere. No, just trash it. I got laser hair one time, a long time ago, removal, and I remember the lady saying, some the nurse saying something like, "Well, don't worry. This is this is just entry level." She was like, "You won't care anything about." hair and then the next thing you'll just care about your stomach and then the next thing you won't even care about your stomach you just care about your face because that's all people see anyway <laughs> close cover up everything else and i was like i think i'm finally there <laughs> worry about your kneecaps and i was yeah. like why well, like that's right. the least of my worries right why now why did i ever worry about my kneecaps <laughs> maybe them actually functioning now is what we yeah, worry about because mine make noise now not the way they look Jeez. We're in the transition to where it's all going to be wrinkled in the end anyway. So yes. all those will. Some people be like, not mine. Mine won't. I'm spending lots of money on this. You know, I know. Right. Good for you, girl. Yes. I'm not, I can't be near you anymore. Yeah. You're going to make me look real wrinkly. Okay. So, Debbie, you sent yeah. us a fun thing this past week. I did. About fun the is, future of... We're kind of nerds, and so maybe fun is relative, but yes. Yes, lots of statistics. Yes. It so was explain a good what you sent to us, please. So Barna's, Barna is, is a group. It's a Christian organization that does um, lots of research on the ground, in churches, in communities, um, schools, everywhere, about just kind of the state of the church, the state of... Um, kind of the nation in some ways from a Christian perspective. Um, But all they're doing is basically asking questions, pulling data, doing stuff. And these are guys that this is what they do, right, is Mm -hmm. learn how to ask the right questions, how to pull information from people that they can put it in a statistical kind of meaningful way that churches and leaders can use it to help Mm -hmm. um, build community, you know, within their local church environments and, and so, understand what's going on and understand what's going on in the world yeah. around them in a way they try to encapsulate it in a way that is clear ish 
I would argue even part exactly because <laughs> I would argue there's some stuff to us mm-hmm. that just won't ever be mm-hmm. clear. We'd like to think there are, but mm-hmm. there's just there's some stuff that isn't. So you have to take the stuff always with a grain of salt. And they would even say that, I mm-hmm. think, if you listen to their podcast stuff and everything. But they've done this study. They've started. They started this in 2020. And they're, this is the one I sent you is kind of one of the first ones of several different ones they're going to release about kind of state of the church, which they've always done, but with a little more intensity, um, focused on like digital ministry. Um, this one in particular is the future of the hybrid church experience. Um, they're, you know, they're going to talk about mental health, connecting community, meaning the digital, exactly hybrid, the digital and the in-person together. In other words, how do we marry those two things together in our churches in a way that builds community? Because I think, Mm -hmm. um, that's obviously super important. Mm -hmm. So we read, I mean, but it's like a 45 page report on this one subject, lots of statistics, um, but they do, this one doesn't, but they, Gallup had a, uh, what do you call it? Information out that said church membership dropped in 2021, mm-hmm. 50% nationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it is a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you though feel like we see that here in Frisco? Are you talking about membership or attendance? I, I don't that's even like the hard. Word membership, that's membership, so I'm going to go with attendance. Because yeah, because, because I wonder if they're talking membership. Because if they're talking membership, I could see that happening. But people are still new. People are attending. I agree. agree. Oh, okay. So people but, aren't mm-hmm. becoming members of churches as much anymore. I don't think, but they're attending. Yes. Church. Can we talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll great. talk about that because mm-hmm. who really wants to say I'm going to cancel my letter mm-hmm. for the Baptists out there? And you know what I mean, like. I think that's an interesting conversation. Yes, and I do think, and they talked about just the difference with Gen Z and millennials even Mm -hmm. versus those older than 40 and and how they see church membership and the digital hybrid experience versus how those older see it. Well, that's what it says. A decade ago, only 22% of millennials said they have no religious affiliation. Today, that number is 31. For Gen Z, 33% now say they have no religious affiliation also. Yeah, that's but a third. at the same time, attendance well, keeps dropping across the board. Yeah, that's what they. But do you feel like we see that here because our churches are open? Other parts of the nation, churches are not open, or they're only online. Somebody I heard somebody say his church in San Francisco, his church went online just just this past no went in person this past July after two yeah. years. After two years, he's been online for two years, mm-hmm. and I thought, whoa, well these numbers. That we're seeing and that we're talking about, we have to be careful because mm-hmm. where we're at, our churches have been open. Mm-hmm. Thank so here's, the Lord. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But here's what, because I agree with you in part on that. I think it's a piece and partial of a lot of things because I was talking to somebody who works in the Texas Baptist Convention. I was talking to them yesterday. And he was saying they're, they're going to see a lot of smaller churches close. Like he's oh, in the process yeah. of I, working with churches um, who... The reason why their kids' ministry was open was because they had the older generation taking care of the kids. Grandkids. The grand, oh. And they're, one, they're not coming back in person yeah. still. Mm-hmm. And they're more nervous about about attending. So kids' ministries are going down. Um, people are moving out of certain areas, moving into the city with the bigger churches. And I think part of that issue, too, with the bigger churches is a lot of times, unless you're a member, they don't even know you're there because you're walking yeah. in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, I mean, and then you're walking out. Yep. Like, so there's an element of having not understanding the representation of that. 
I also think it doesn't have to do with digital. And that's one thing that's interesting that they talk about on some of their podcasts exterior to this. There's a lot going on. So it's not just digital. It's Mm -hmm. also political. So there's digital ramifications, political ramifications, and then church scandal ramifications. Well, let's do political. What do you mean by political? By the way, this, not to offer a little bit, but this study, this um, document that um, Debbie found that Barna produced is called the six questions about the future of the hybrid church experience, meaning in person and digital. Mm -hmm. And it's about 45 pages long. So if you would like to uh, peruse that on your reading pleasure, it's there. It's (laughs) out there. Um, Yeah. But if we, if Debbie knows more about this um, talking points than than I do, that's just why. Um, Because I may not have read all 45 um, pages, but it's very, very informative. Very interesting. You can go on the Barner group and kind of get this. You could sign up um, and download it. Um, But I will say there discussion is all about connection but back to the political part so what did i say there was it's the digital hybrid it's the political it's the church scandal um and it's the connections that they kind of talked about those four things being issues with why people are um leaving church or it looks like people are leaving church like if someone goes what is political about church yeah so that means it's there's ramifications when your church is over political on either side yeah and one of those ramifications will be people will feel disenfranchised, like they're not welcome, like a yeah, difference yeah. in opinion isn't mm-hmm. welcome, like a difference in, you know, that kind of thing. And so. But isn't that the risk a pastor takes by being political? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's I kind of. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm not it's saying a church it's, but by it's church kind of thing a, in a way. Yeah, 100%. Like, for I mean, sure. If you're going to be a pastor, it's going to yeah. associate with the president. Yeah. That's on you and yeah. your flock that yeah. you're knowing what's happening. Yeah. So there is a side of pastors that don't want to do that. And the ones yes. that are like, I yeah. absolutely do. Okay, so it, that's your choice. You're leading and you're in leadership. You can make that choice. And I, I totally agree. Um, they're saying, though, also, too, in this whole podcast I was listening to about this, they're also saying some pastors are leaving because their church members themselves want them to be more political huh. than absolutely. they want to be. We experience yeah. that here. Uh-huh. So church, so pastors are actually leaving ministry. Yeah. Huh. Um, so they're part of the ones yeah. <laughs> leaving their church. Well, so it is the people like it. Some people don't. You can't yeah. please mm-hmm. everybody. And there are so as a leader, humans on both sides of. Yes. Yes. I mean, so if you're a leader smart. and you feel led to leave the church to go do something or influence you with your faith mm-hmm. in the political world, go. That right. Mm-hmm. That just needs to be your job. That's your or job. That needs to be something you do. It needs to. Good for them. Ministry is not. Because ministry, I mean, you have to be okay with people mm-hmm. feeling differently about mm-hmm. s- subjects and issues. And that's part of the body of Christ. Right. And so. It's also part of being a leader, though. And part that's of part being of the a burden yeah. of being a leader. It's true. I'm going to say something. People are going to disagree with me. I have to stay stay on it or realize I said something wrong and apologize for mm-hmm. it. And if they, that apology thing for pastors, though, man, I don't, I don't hear many of them do it. I can't <laughs> apologize well either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's I a hard one know. for everybody. It I is feel hard. Like. It totally is hard. But, but it's that. It's what as a leader, it's that burden they're going to carry. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I don't but feel it like is it's causing. But I think like. What you're saying is it is what it is, and I agree with that in some way. But in other ways, you're like pastors need to realize, and they a lot of them do, which is why some of them are leaving. How much of an issue it is within their church body because it really is. I think they know. They don't care. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I, don't know. I think they'd be like, well, this is what I believe. This is what I think. I don't. That is not. They're that is not what they are saying. That's not what Barna is saying. Barna is saying they do care. 
they do care what's happening and they're going to continue their church, within their that. church body they yeah. care about mm-hmm. the fact that things are so um difficult between their members because of their disagreements so on then, politics do and they stuff. care enough to be like i'm going to continue talking about it i mean like what does that mean that they yeah, care meaning good, they I care but yeah. i don't care because i'm going to continue talking about it or i care i'm going to stop and if these, people these are non-political can... pastors. I think the mm-hmm. ones that want to be involved in politics are going to be involved no matter what, and they're yeah. be hard and heavy. The ones that this is heavy on their heart because they see the ramifications within their church community, those are the ones losing sleep. They're praying about it. They want their church to be unified. You know, like Francis Chan put out a recent book on unity because he sees this impacting churches so much. So unity to them matters so much. It matters a lot, and I and agree, that, but mm-hmm. we're in a world that's not unified, mm-hmm. and it For never sure. will be. Until mm-hmm. Christ comes back. But you yeah. want to be that type of it's hard. pastor and leader that no matter what president it is, they're calling you mm. on the phone to see what mm-hmm. what is God telling you? What is, you know, especially if they're not a believer already, I'm assuming mm-hmm. the pastor, I mean, that the president might not be. Um, either way, you want to be that kind of, right? Yeah. Spiritual You're saying leader. kind of like oh, Billy Graham good. was. Yeah. It's getting real quick. We'll move past uh, this, Debbie. Let's go to something sorry. else. No, Clearing no, the air. Clearing the air. <laughs> I did want to say this in general, just if for people who are wondering, like um, the hybrid, whatever, it, it church, it's basically saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but to sum up a little bit of it, that, um, that the digital experience is not it, it's here to stay in the sense that it should be supplemented, but not substituted. Correct. Okay. Well, and let's that's, go there. And everybody yeah. ag- kind of agrees with that, I assume, in well, church. Well, I would say what's in, I know a pastor that um, their, and their church is just a little smaller than ours, not too much smaller. They were, they went to high, digital during all this. They just cut off digital altogether because they saw an issue with so many pe- their people not coming back. So yeah. they just totally cut it off, and now they're only in person. And then do those people come back? A lot of them did. Not all of them. He said there are some that are gone. He said they won't ever get back. It's so think. good for, because we didn't have this, you know, 20 years ago, when I can think of times when, like, either we were on vacation or we were sick or you had a shut-in um, or whatever you call it, the older people that can't come to church. This would be this is awesome for those yeah, scenarios I agree. because we didn't have the option of being like, Oh, I'm missing, you know, the guest speaker or whatever. I'm missing them because we're traveling for Christmas. I can't, I can't hear him or I'm sick or COVID we're mm-hmm. shut down, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great for that. But I have noticed when I do go online now to watch, it's like five people, other I people know, maybe on too. there. Yeah. It's but here's the thing big. with online though is it stays. So I know people, they don't watch in the morning when it comes, but they go and rewatch later. Oh, okay. So then they, in the evening, they can, you may only have five on right now with okay. you. So my whole thing is why do the streaming anymore? I feel like you stream one and then you just leave it up and people can watch it when they want. Why do we? Yeah. But it, so the idea about the streaming is they're there worshiping with you at the same time. There's people talking to you, all that right. kind of stuff. And that works if you're all at home like we were and yeah. you have a lot of people talking. Yeah. If you have two people that can email you at any time. And yeah. it's always, it's usually our, you know, I don't know. I just find that fascinating to consider and that. Our kids are the ones like that generation. Um, th- they're on their phone. They're more digital than, mm. than we are for sure. And love it more. And even they will tell you, like my kids want to go to yep. their youth group, blue, their church. Yeah. Yep. Blue. They want to come in person. They don't yep. want to watch it online. Mm-mm. In fact, 
they won't watch it online. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's live. Or you did or, a good job trying, and they wouldn't. Yeah, they're like, no, this is done. And yeah. and didn't we discover that with school too? Like at first, it was like, For wow, sure. this is actually awesome that we even have the option, mm-hmm. if needed, to go all virtual, all online. That that actually is amazing and cool. But it didn't take long mm-hmm. for my kids who like their phones more than anybody to say, I need to go back in person. Yeah. I need to be with community. Yeah. My, so, I, we, social, mine went back to you for that very reason. So yeah. there's an element there that we value bodies. We value like physical bodies, who we are and being together and having community. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so sure. when the people that don't come back, question is when people that don't come back or only want virtual do we mourn the loss of those people in the church or in our life group that are like, I'm not coming back? Do you continue to reach out to them? How do you love them? Well, for some people, they'd be like, well, I, I can't do that. That's hard. And for some people that have the capacity to probably reach out to them, talk to them. So you're saying continuing. these are people that will do digital for that won't come back in person at all Mm-mm. for anything. Yeah. Ooh, that's a hard question. I mean, there's a percentage, like even in the study, there is a small percentage of yeah. people who say they would like to just do digital. Right. And that's the five people that I see. And even if they're streaming later, let's say it's 10. That's the 10 bodies who are looking at the online sermon, whatever. That's not many, but it's a small, it's a small percentage. That's enough to. It just makes me sad. They're missing out on yep. fellowship. Yep. On community on seeing each other and granted you can come to church with your mask on and not touch anybody you know wear your shirt so that here's says, my I don't question hug. are they missing out on that do we know for sure they're missing out on that because are they getting that community elsewhere out, elsewhere that's a good question if it's a shut-in like they might be getting it through yeah. their i think because i think in the end that's part of what there's a very westernized kind of evangelical for lack of a better word kind of i idea of how we run church and our idea that community, I feel like has to be done or get a certain way or look. And that's one thing I thought was interesting about this study is it's showing that kind of a lot of that's getting blown out of the water. But I feel like the church has always adjusted over time with different things, right? I feel like this is just another kind of making them roundabout. Yes. Another pivot. Look at it. Another understanding where you get community. Um, and you do, I, I think about it with accountability too. Just being in a classroom or in a, you know, listening to a sermon in a church in the building with others. Even like, in a home, though. Yeah, you could have a home totally, church, right? But Absolutely. If, but if the home, if your home isn't, um, uh, if I'm not saying you need to study, okay, we're going to take this time and you need to study. Come on, let's do it. If I'm not doing that, my kid's not doing that. Right. There's no accountability or a little. Few. Unless you had people come to your home to right. worship with you. Sure. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, yeah. we're all going to do this together and be work on this book together, right. study together. But then you're I'm doing like a home left church. left to my own druthers of watching a sermon online, mm-hmm. I'm going to find something else probably to do. To take your time. Unless it's something like COVID where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm seeking it out. Like I'm, you know, like mm-hmm. this is crazy what's going on right now. Like I'm, I need, I need, you know, mm-hmm. versus if I'm just, if I'm in the habit of, legalistically, if you will, going on Sunday morning, I'm always rewarded for that. And I've got accountability mm-hmm. and I've got, you know, stuff that I just wouldn't have necessarily seeked out. Yeah. I guess maybe. For I'll sure. Lie. Yeah. Well, I remember during COVID, um, so Laura and I go to lunch on Fridays with some other friends and have been for a while, but during COVID, we didn't go to lunch for a while. It was funny because 
you could tell we like wanted to see each other. So it was like, let's mm-hmm. FaceTime. And mm-hmm. so we would sit and FaceTime and all of us would be and on FaceTime. There's like six of you, right? Mm-hmm. Six or seven six of you. Six or eight. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Four, depending on depending the day. On the <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things. And I thought about that this morning. Like we were craving to see each other and interact, not texting because yeah. we mm-hmm. could text all day long, but to literally see each other's face because yeah. we knew we couldn't mm-hmm. touch each other, but we wanted to see each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it progressed into a friend had a situation where we all went on her driveway mm-hmm. and we prayed for her because life just got too much for her. And so, and we did, you know. We sat on the driveway and it was great. Yeah. We're like six feet apart. Like it was just now thinking about it. it was I, was, just like I know silly. I couldn't even say it. It was silly. It was at silly. The time. But back then we didn't know. Everybody know. was like, yeah. You know, and you're us. still learning. We got it. I yeah. mean, we learn from stuff, right? As we go. I don't well, we think did it was silly. But we I think it, seeing we each other, it, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we did six feet apart. And, yeah. and I remember being outside sometimes within a mm-hmm. chair and people would walk by and totally like judge us because really we even being outside this was early oh, this was this early, was early. So this on. is when you weren't even supposed mm-hmm. to be doing that mm-hmm. okay and people would walk by like oh my gosh they're gathering and there's more mm-hmm. than three people or whatever and they're not family members mm-hmm. <laughs> now looking back it's silly but we were i was so grateful for our neighbors during that time yes. where we like it my was. girls had like alexa had a bunch of her friends come by because it was her birthday So they came brought streamer and they did that for each other all through the year. All six of them just did that for each other through the whole time with their birthdays and, um, you know, just streamers and presents. And now they did, they stood in their circle, six feet apart, whatever. They started that way, but I would look out, Uh you know, and they get closer and then they Uh get closer and then they get closer. And I was, Jamie and I were laughing. We were like, that's just, that's people. Yep. Like standing away yes. like that. You just It's not feel, human nature to no. stay away from people. And uh-uh. so even with me, like we were talking and Jamie was like, honey, I think even if you get together with people, your, your intentions are going to be, because some people are more people, people than others, right? 100%. For sure. And um, he's like, you know, people, people, your intention will be six feet apart. You won't be able to stay there. Nope. <laughs> Gentry went back to school this past year, and she was so excited on the first day. And she goes, but it was funny what she was excited about. She goes, Mom, we got to play these games, and we played this game. And every game that she talked about that she was just excited about was it's because she got to touch another person. Yeah. Because they didn't get to touch anybody the year before. Yeah. All the games were apart, and she was like, oh, and then we sat on this person, then we touched this person. And I thought, Oh, she missed out on that in school. But when we were home during COVID, our neighbors were awesome too because it was like we're not playing this Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. kids can come and go and Mm -hmm. but you had to find those like-minded people yeah in that little pod of people that were like yes we know that's why you take away church you take away school and we found neighbors again Uh uh-huh which we don't hang out with our neighbors yeah well and just the friendships that like you said you were online with a lot like it mattered you want to see their faces you're staying in touch and I think as it went month by month, you just started seeing the toll on people. We were talking before this about how tired people are of this conversation, how hard this is. Mm -hmm. But I think there is this back and forth of that balancing of learning something new. Because at the beginning, we didn't know what it was going to be like. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been horrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID could have gone after kids, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And it didn't. We're all grateful for that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that it wasn't worse in that generation. and But we didn't know that at the beginning. So mm-hmm. I think we have to cut ourselves some yeah, slack as we were learning. Scary. We all stepped back. I think that was, a, I mean, but now that we know it is time to move forward. So hence the hybrid well, digital. Yeah. yeah. And thank goodness Christy brought Community. this up earlier too, that we live in Texas. I mean, 
there's not that many states out there that no. are able to be back in person and the school and thing. And I was surprised. And, or even England. Yeah. Like there's a new family here that's here from England yeah. or Scotland. And I talked to her yesterday in church and she yeah. goes, um, I said, how has it been? She's like, it's great. My whole family is stuck in their homes right now. Yeah. So even if we were home, we couldn't see them because they've gone back to being shut down. Yeah. She's like, this is great. My kids go. My husband goes to work. And, she, and of course, she says it in her beautiful accent. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. I'm like, talk more, please. <laughs> you sound so pretty. I love it. No, but I thought about that, too. Like, yeah. oh, we don't. We don't hear about that on the news. You got to search for that information. Yeah, but they have started saying at least mm-hmm. like, we know that kids need to be in school. Like they're they're on that bandwagon now because of the mental health issue too, and that's a bandwagon to get on as well a little bit. And so they're having to kind of do this dance, mainstream media of wait, we know that it's bad for mental health, and that's kind of a buzzword right now. But we also yeah. Want and it doesn't affect kids. Yeah, it's, I, I heard a well, lady say what, it's like point zero zero yeah. billion whatever yeah. that this affects kids. Well, Put them in school where <laughs> they are happy and healthy. And I think there is there's you add something new. There's always like, what is this going to do with the younger generation with kids? Like, how we have to learn this one and this one, and mm-hmm. people get scared again. I mean, there's more kids in the hospital now than there were with the last one because it's a mix, right? Of the fact you've got no, RSV, no, you go flu, yeah. and well, COVID. Age. A friend of mine who's a pediatrician, she said. Um, it was a great conversation. She said, everyone's saying that there's more kids in the hospital mm-hmm. right now with COVID. And she goes, I wish they would tell them the age of these kids because they're 16, 17, 18-year-old grown boys huh. that are like men. Teens. So their yeah. body is more like a grown man than mm-hmm. it is a little boy. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, which is uh, why they, that's yeah. valid. I go, yeah. why don't you put that out? She goes, I'm not touching that. I'm going <laughs> to stick with my job. I said, I know. I wouldn't either, girl, but I hear you. But little nuances and in information yeah. that we get yeah. of going, whoa. Time out. Let's kind of decipher that information a little bit better, figure right. out what are we but talking again, about. But again, I think it depends on where you go mm-hmm. because there's a hospital. I know a doctor who's a pediatrician in the Arlington area, and there are more kids, younger kids in their hospital. Mm-hmm. But again, what they're seeing is a combination of RSV and COVID together. Yeah. Right. So there are more young kids now than there were before. Well, so it is bad. To your point. So, and so I do An think you have to look, and I think that's one thing that Texas is pretty good about is except for when they can be heavy handed and if areas want to do restrictions to protect their people. And that's a whole nother conversation, but is letting each area is different. The Mm -hmm. DNA of where you are is different and that has to play into consideration. And I think that is too common sense for some people maybe, Mm -hmm. but um, this whole kind of heavy handedness of things is what has hurt areas that could have been open this whole time. Frisco, you know, high school or Frisco ISD has an all virtual option now. I forget about that. Frisco ISD, you can apply. Did they just put it out? Maybe a couple of months ago after they got the funding. But I mean, you can, it's an all, and, and there's even a hybrid, talking about that word, option where you could be virtual and still play sports. So you could be, which is a little bit strange to me, but you could be an all virtual option. It doesn't have to be hmm. for, you know, COVID reasons. It doesn't well, yeah. have to be for like sick reasons. You could just choose to be virtual. There's other school districts that have been doing that for yeah. a long time. And still go and be on the sports on that basketball team mm-hmm. for the school you're supposed to be zoned to. Yes. And there's another option that's like all virtual. And then those kids are not eligible to yeah. play at the sports. I don't know the nuance of the difference, but there's two options. Yeah. But maybe their family, and this is another thing where it goes back to whatever your family does best, whatever's, mm-hmm. you know, what, however you want to raise your kids or whatever, like it's your choice. Because there are families who they do well in the that environment where they're, 
teaching their kids or inspiring their kids or you're going to study and mm-hmm. I'm saying it mean because that's how I would sound if I was that parent, <laughs> which is why my hand is to be pointing down right now yes. to your kids. Try not to point. I'm just, I don't know. I haven't heard how many people they got, but it's like its own. Like your degree it is because they got from, the money and they didn't get it this year, but mm-hmm. they got the money for next year. And your degree will be from that school. It's like another school in first class D. Yeah. An online school. school. Yeah. 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 Man, that's, I guess that's where we're going for mm-hmm. sure is to have that hybrid, that Look, option for people. We're there. We're, and yeah. if you were, let's say you were, um, uh, I think of a girl in my Sunday school class in my um, life group, small group, she was um, sort of sick. I mean, yeah. like she couldn't go to school right. where you're immunocompromised or right. whatever. This would be perfect, perfect mm-hmm. for families like that. Mm-hmm. Just like that shut in I was talking about with the church, you know, sometimes it's. It's something that we never had the option before, and yeah. if we had, this is and kids are struggle with social anxiety, all that. Yeah, it's perfect for them. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So if um, so digital hybrid here to stay, then I think do you go after that person who's not like? Do we need to even be more encouraging of the in person versus just like letting it slide? That seems like a loaded question. I don't, I don't know. know what's your answer. So you're you're saying if somebody's all digital. Yeah. Like she, well, Christy mentioned earlier, like if there's that one person that how, how active are we in going after that person who kind of leaves, but maybe they're active online. I don't know, but should we be, I feel like we should be encouraging them to come back in person. So then as a church now, are well, so now we're switching gears because now you're saying as a church, are we going to focus on the ones here, a hundred percent on the ones that are here and that have devoted and put their time and energy here or are we going to go 50% here and then go after the 50% of the ones that are and there's a difference hard. between still participating online and then not participating at, at all. all right and and the reason why they're I should say that too the reason why they're participating online if it's just like I don't know I don't want to come well so we have what three sisters up in New Jersey that want to do zoom on Friday morning oh, they're yeah. older mm-hmm. sisters because they're they're mo- a mom their niece yeah what's Heather Heather's their niece yeah comes to Bible study here. So I've even asked Mark, like, hey, on Friday morning, let's offer Zoom. Hopefully we can do that because I do feel like, you know what, if That's we can, yeah, why not on Friday morning Love it. have a Bible study for people? And then like Jackie offers it for her Wednesday yep. night group, Always. Zoom, but her group is great because it is sit at a table and we all study a book together. Mm-hmm. That's the question that I wonder, is it more, do we do things like that more organically? I like we the just kind of go where yeah. the Holy Spirit leads us, and we're going. Right. Where okay, the need is. this is where the need is. These are the people want it right here, yeah. and then you have another branch of our church that's always about evangelism. That's always about going out to the community, mm-hmm. inviting people here in the church body, sharing the gospel, wanting to people to be involved. And I think the ones who have left the church totally, they actually fall more into that evangelism bucket now. For some reason, they're not wanting to be a part of church anymore. Whatever that reason is, that means we're going after mm-hmm. kind of their hearts, minds, and souls in a way mm-hmm. that's more evangelistic than it is what we're doing with our people interior-wise with discipleship. Mm-hmm. So I think all those, in some ways, you just have to pay attention and pivot quickly. I think that's the difference, too. Churches are not used to moving quickly and changing mm-hmm. fast. And more fame. No, because we overthink things. We, uh, we always overthink things. Ah. And we've got a lot of volunteer employees, yeah. too. And I think it's going to be more a matter of, too, is can churches adjust yeah. to rapidly changing times? And I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying we need to change theology. I'm saying right. change methods. For sure. Oh, you're so, not touching theology. No, no not at all. No, not Some, at all. Sometimes you don't know there's a need 
until you do something also. This or until COVID hits, COVID. and then you're like, whoa, yeah. we've been doing there this long. We yeah. need to adjust. And, like, we did a great job yeah. at our church of being like, hey, we got to do this. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the and quality. We had to make a lot, and we had to make yeah. a lot of changes because yeah. we were so behind. Yeah, but that's good <laughs> for some of people yeah. like us that need yeah. a kick in the butt yeah. because we don't like to change, or we're stuck in our – or we move like molasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's okay. Great. And we did it, and now we're moving on. They had they had the laptops already. I was like, if they hadn't already all these kids yes. had these laptops, we would be toast. Like, none of these kids have Wi-Fi. None of, yep. You know, the little area outside church that's the, the, the with the tables, like the little coffee shop area. You know, that was yes. something that I yes. was like, thought like, we need this. But like, it looks nice. And so you have this cute little table up with some chairs, and then all of a sudden, people start using it. And it's like, wow, like. Because I think even in churches, it's about hybrid spaces too, not mm-hmm. just digital, but it's about how can your space be used through your communi- for That's your community all week long. Which is what many churches space. do well. Churches sure. open yeah. and you can yes. come do business. You can come. I think yes. one community did that too yeah. when they opened it up during like, hey, if you need Wi-Fi, come on. Yeah, or even nice. during the cold, like, come on. Yes, they were. You're right. I mean, all I think the churches around here are very welcoming to everybody who needs to use their space. Texas hospitality. We definitely have that. Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Okay, so as we're we've talking, we've talked a lot about hybrid God's country. Says Laura, I missed it because I was talking. God's country (laughs) should be. It is. We are God's country. Oh my goodness. There are other states in this nation. We care about all of you. Barely. All no, of we you. Don't. Yes, we, we do. Yes, we do. God only cares all about Texas. <laughs> Even other countries who are listening right now. This is fun just to revel W's family right now. It's only See? Texas people. Because they realize it's awesome. <laughs> They're messing with me, not you people. A hundred percent. Shout out to all our all of us. listeners out there. Oh, my goodness. We California. you to Texas. We love you. Because this is God's country. Oh my gosh! Come, come see us. You'll see. <laughs> uh, oh my um, <laughs> so I do think starting out the year too. I'm just throwing this out there. We would love to hear from people listening mm-hmm. who want to email us. Yeah. About things you would like to hear us talk about. What's like your, that what's your would Twitter be handle, so cool. Debbie. <laughs> Tweet her. Let's get in Twitter fight. You're gonna see. I have like four tweets total from like eight uh, years ago because I totally stalk people. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, it really is not. It's not bad. It's really not. But someone has just created the account, oh, mind you. Um, so anyway, yes, we do how about we hear end with Psalms one forty seven eleven? You want to read scripture? I do over us. Uh huh. I do because we're in God's country, and that's what oh God wants gosh. us to do right now. Pretty sure Texas is in there somewhere. At some point, we're gonna have to explain <laughs> to people why you guys. Hey, wait, we're gonna have to explain people why you guys are messing with me. About no, have this. y'all heard of the y'all version Bible? There's a y'all version Bible. It is awesome. So if you ever want to, and you can get it online, you can go, it's free, but you type in the y'all version Bible, seriously, and it says y'all for things that talk about instead of saying men. It's saying y'all meaning men and women. Yes. So it's oh, if you, there's a big movement for y'all because it's gender neutral. Gender neutral. Instead yeah. of his or her. Yeah, and you can uh-huh. even put it in like, just you all. But uh-huh. you can have, you can go, you can put it in as you all. But since y'all. we're in God's country, we're going to use the y'all, y'all version. Okay, Psalms 147, 11. <laughs> the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. And so as we move into the year 2020, 
there's an idea. 2022. 2022. <laughs> oh, Do not take us back there. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> reverse, reverse. 2022, um, that we put our hope in his unfailing love. And I love that it doesn't say just love, but his unfailing love, meaning it won't fail yes. you. Um, I read this morning something has... that was awesome, and I actually took a picture of it because I loved it. And it said, never forget how God has healed you. God has delivered you. God has saved you. God has guided and directed you. God has brought you through difficult trials. God has provided for you during hard financial times. And God has protected you from the snare of the enemy. These kinds of memories are powerful and will stir up your faith today. And I thought, yes. Stir up y'all's faith. Stir up y'all's faith today because we're in God's country. Um, (laughs) But a good reminder of his faithfulness and what he's done in the years past that as we move to 2020, to cherish those so that you can move forward and you're not stuck in them. Well, yeah, because the mm-hmm. hope is if you're listening and that was not your story, mm-hmm. you don't feel like God has mm-hmm. cared for you. You don't feel like mm-hmm. God's brought you out of hardship. You don't feel like then the prayer is um, how to find that love for the Lord in the midst of hardship um, so you're able to see him working right in your life and the lives of those around you. That's going to take outside help. Yeah, I was going to say, we our prayer for you at this too is like praying that someone will counsel. Yeah, and someone will enter your path that will love on you. Because if you're isolated and you're alone, then it's hard to feel like. Debbie doesn't bite. Call Debbie. She'll help you get out of that. (laughs) She'll be sweet. (laughs) She'll be sweet. She'll have empathy for you. Someone will have empathy for you and someone will be able to spur you on. Yes. Yes. But you do have to seek those. You can't sit at home and. Or sit isolated, to your point. You have to seek help. I think that... You have to do the work. Yeah. In 2022, I think as I'm looking to, that's one of my prayers and hopes for the local church. Because I know this is an old saying, but I do think the local church is the light of the world. And I do think no matter what country, Mm -hmm. state, city you're in, Mm -hmm. local churches lie the world. And whether you live in a place that you have to meet with 10 people Mm -hmm. in a house or whether you meet in a place that has churches on every corner mm-hmm. where you have different possibilities, there is opportunity for the local church always, no matter where you live. doesn't matter what the government is. doesn't matter what state you live in. Mm-hmm. It's there. But if you're stuck and isolated, you're missing out on that hope. Mm-hmm. You're just, and that's, man, that's scary to me to think of a lot of people out there just sitting home alone. Oh, no. And, and if you feel like you can't, if you isolated. do feel hopeless like that and you can't get out oh. of it, it's a dark space and... You know, you need a friend. Yeah, I was talking to a friend just yesterday who's very sick, and she's nervous, and she's scared, and, um, you know, prayed for her, and going to go take her some stuff today, and all that stuff. But if you don't have anyone, you're sad, and you're scared, and you're lonely by yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, my hope is that no one mm-hmm. feels like they have to stay there. Mm-hmm. Right? You can always reach out. to reach out. So so many ways to reach out. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean... Yes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Stay off of Twitter. (laughs) Well, if you need something, if that's where you're at and you're it's late at night and you have a vulnerable moment to be like, oh, there's Laura Lester. I'm gonna yeah, choose your account wisely. Oh, there's Christy Williams. Yes, (laughs) yeah, we're Mm -hmm. we're three. Because if you've been isolated for a while, even reaching out feels strange. Mm -hmm. It does. It feels hard. Like that initial. Like you're gonna do it, and then you're gonna be like, I wish I didn't do it. Why did I do Mm -hmm. that? But it'll be the best decision you've ever made. So for then the rest of us, it's looking around and being intentional about finding this. Exactly. What can you do to help someone? Someone else who might be yes. going through and that don't right be now. scared about reaching out and calling someone that has isolated themselves. Just yeah. do it anyway. 
Do and if God's anyway. put them on your brain or your That's heart, right. reach out to him now. That is right. All right, everybody. I've loved this conversation. I think it was a good way to start out 2022. Oh, we do have to end with, <laughs> didn't even get to this. January is Sexual Traffic oh, Awareness Month. We didn't even talk month. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awareness Month. Transition. And <laughs> a heavy transition, a rough transition. But I'm just going to mention it briefly because um, it is something we at Noisy Narratives are focusing on for the month. Yes. Because we're having it our is gathering. an issue. We're having a gathering next week. Speaking of getting together, January we're having 10th, a women's gathering. gathering. Um, January 10th, and we're going to have some special guests um, who are involved in ministry, right, Christy? Yes, who are also going to be our podcast guests. So Rebecca Jowers, who's with Poema Foundation, who is a sex trafficker survivor. She has a foundation for that. And then Detective Tony Goodwin, who's coming also on that night to give us on kind of online safety. law perspective. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and online safety elements of how you can't, yeah, predators, what are they looking for, what are they doing? Kind of where is the um, crack in the foundation of your home with your online presence for your kids. Mm -hmm. But then we're also going to partner with Poema this next year in ways to serve um, survivors of human trafficking. So, yes. So we're going to be. So so for the next, what, three weeks? Three weeks. We have three different podcasts we're putting out. Oh, and Tommy Grover. Tommy Grover's one. State of Texas. And she works with the state of Texas is extremely smart. And um, but then works with this issue with people in um, government, right? For yes. the state. And then we have the catfish cops and one of the guys, Tony and yes. his buddy. And he, oh my gosh, they're a riot. They They'll are so funny. <laughs> so we had them on for a podcast. Um, and then we also have Poema mm-hmm. um, Rebecca. on Rebecca. So we will be doing that the next three weeks. Um, we have. And we'll be putting those out just because we want as a ministry, of course, to um, be engaging with that this Great. month mm-hmm. um, as we well engaging with that well mm-hmm. um, and helping them where we can. And then they want to do the same and help us mm-hmm. be aware as well. Mm-hmm. So and the heart too behind that is that there's a so many women have been like, I want to serve. Where can I serve either by themselves or with their kids? And this foundation is a great way for people to serve. Yeah. So if you've been asking for a place to serve, this is it. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful and it's great. And, and it's, it's a need. Be, they always have and it's local. a need and it's mm-hmm. local. And it's easy mm-hmm. in the sense of how much time. There's so many different ways you can do it. So mm-hmm. throw that out there. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Yeah. Just to yeah. hear Because they're, they're amazing people doing a lot of work. So Laura and I did a training. Yeah. Did you sign up for that other training? No, but I will. I'll okay. Do that right now on that iPad over there. Um, but yeah, we went through training and it was, and it's talked about how we are not people that, what was the word they use that want to be like, we're going to put you in jail or we're going to catch him. We're not about catching the people. We're about mm-hmm. saving the ones that are the, the prey or mm-hmm. the one, the victims. And so she really mm-hmm. communicates how you have to have that That's switch. Poema. Yeah. And then we have the cops at the other end. Mm-hmm. They're about catching the guys. Yeah. yeah. So, With all four of their friends. And they all know each together. other. They all yeah. work they together. They all know each other well. Yes. It's, an, it's an amazing community of yeah. people trying yeah. to trying save. to save and Protect. put down some of the nasty evilness that's taking place out there. Yeah. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It is. And it is gross. It's really hard. Hard subject matter, but it is a great place to serve and they make it. Yeah. They make it easy. Yeah. It is. It is a hard subject matter. But yeah, Poema offers good light mm-hmm. on a topic and all Christians that are coming to. So they, they instantly have that hope mm-hmm. that this is not our final resting place. So, yeah. yeah. And they have the drive. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, good call, Debbie. Way to remember okay. that small little well, detail. I was like when we wrap up, we do have to talk about this and mention mm-hmm. it. But we'll be talking about it a lot over the next few weeks. We just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. That that is what is coming. So we are starting our blog, and we took our break, and now we are starting mm-hmm. our blog and our weekly podcast back up. So you'll be hearing more from us through May. Um, mm-hmm. I had somebody tell me they we should not take a break in the summer. Oh. <laughs> Come have that person come write for us. Yeah. Give me that person's name. Yeah. I've done her well. We it. still may take about four or five week break, but maybe we'll pick up a little faster than we did last year. We'll do bonuses we'll like see. we did at Christmas. Yeah. Summer we bonuses. We did do a bonus. Um so we're we're excited that you guys are enjoying it. Um we like doing it. But anyway, that's it from us um for the beginning of twenty twenty two. Yes. Here's to hoping. Um so anyway, like we said, if y'all need anything. Give us an email. Give us a shout. God bless Texas. <laughs> God's country. And every other state. We'll leave it. And nation. We'll leave it at that. What about the country? You're not going to touch the country. Nation. I said no. every other nation. <laughs> but she said states God first. Bless she did so. World. God bless the whole Texas. World. The whole world. All right. We love y'all. We will um, talk to you later. Bye. Watch what happens now.